As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. Are you traveling to see your favorite team? Pro tip, stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college sports just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would we stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in all the best college towns. And get this, you can get up to 30% off with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Go to any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to the best of Cavino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every day from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Cavino and Rich at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You can't say enough about the guy's coaching resume. Arguably the greatest college coach of all time. But... There's rumblings and, and truths that he does not like the NIL. He's not a fan of the, the transfer portal. He's not a fan of the direction college football's going in. And Danny, back me up. Kavino, back me up. The days of two or three teams dominating college football may be over based on the money, based on, hey, guys not starting at Alabama, Georgia, or LSU or something. Hey, come to our school. We'll pay you. We'll get people to pay you, and you'll be a starter. The NIL has created your favorite word. Parody. Parody. <laughs> Parody. Parody. So, I mean, I'm just saying, would if, if there's speculation that Nick Saban's thinking about it, maybe it's time to say, my time's up. I'm not saying Nick Saban's still a hell of a coach. I'm not saying anything about his skill, but maybe, maybe the writing's on the wall that he dominated with Alabama to the point where it was almost – Disgusting! How every year is like, who's going to win, Alabama or who? You know, like they were they were so in the mix. And I could you could say the same about Bill Belichick. Like, I mean, do you really want to rebuild the New England? You did more than any human being could possibly have done in the New England Boston area. Oh, but yeah, give it. A, but I think it's time. He didn't do it without Brady, but he's another great example. He's another great example of knowing when to say when. And I think. All the signs are there. All the indicators, Rich, in both stories are people not wanting to make the the realization that they're not willing to make the adjustments for today's world. And I think in any career, in any industry, if you're not willing to roll with the changes, that's a sign right there that you're dating yourself out of it. To me, it's a skill, like you said, to know when to check out. A relationship, a job, sports, entertainment – Listen, um, I, I was a kid that grew up on the East Coast. To me, there was no one cooler in the talk show world than David Letterman. I was a Letterman guy. I thought Leno was corny. I like Mario Cantone, too. I, you were a big <laughs> Steam Pipe Alley fan, uh, uh, I remember. Right up my Steam Pipe Alley. I was a huge Letterman guy in college. I was like, oh, Conan's cool, too. But I always thought Leno was corny. I was a, I was a Letterman 
sarcastic, loved him on CBS. I think Dave Letterman knew exactly when it was time. When social media and late nights started living more in the world of bits and clips on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram, Letterman's like, that's not my game. You know what? I'm out. And then he does a great special on Netflix where every year he interviews some A-listers, like eight episodes, and found this new lane. By the way, Rich, I think that's a really great example because David Letterman could have kept on going. Dude, I mean, when, he's getting when, old, when but James he knew Corden, that the game was changing. Dude, James Corden's doing carpool karaoke. Fallon's doing all his little you know, singing bits and skits that live, like I said, on social media. Letterman realized that the days of what I do – that it's not that way anymore. So I'm gonna I'm gonna dip away before someone has to drag me away. And that's the best way to do it on your own terms, right? So let's chop it up, Fox Sports Radio Nation. 877-99 on Fox. Knowing when to call it quits. Some people did it gracefully. Some people did it too soon, a la Barry Sanders, right? But some people stuck around too long. Yeah. Let's give some other examples. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out the formula. I think part of it is not making the adjustments to play today's game. David and, Letterman and realized the, he didn't want to. So not only not only uh, not not wanting to play today's game. I think sometimes it's very hard for you or I or anyone to tell someone that's so good at what they do to stop doing it. Because they lost a step. Like, I mean, Jerry Rice, greatest wide receiver of all time. I don't care what Randy Moss says. Jerry Rice, greatest wide receiver of all time. He had a great second run with the Raiders. Broke every record, still owns every receiving record. But at the end, remember when he was trying to hang around with the Seahawks and make a team? And you're like, yeah, it's sad. But who am I to tell the greatest to stop? I mean, anytime you start seeing superstars in different jerseys is sad. When you're seeing Ewing not in a Knicks jersey, sad. When you're seeing Muhammad Ali fighting and getting his ass whooped, sad. Um, I, saw Con- you know I saw Conor McGregor's getting back in the octagon. And listen, the guy is super rich because of his whiskey and people love Conor McGregor or hate him. But to me, it's like... You're a personality, dude. Go be in WWE or sell alcohol yeah, or host a show. you fought your way out of it. You, like, know, you fought your way out. You already succeeded. A lot of people are saying that now about Deontay Wilder because he just suffered a loss over the holidays. And people are like, yo, dude, he just doesn't have that fight in him anymore. He's not He's not boxing. Like He's done. So you have, you're usually – didn't Britney Spears sing a song about it? You don't want to be the last to know or something like that. Don't let me be the last to <laughs> Some, know. Don't quiz, don't quiz me on 2000s pop music. Like, I'll, I'll own you, bro. <laughs> you are the last to know. It's like a breakup. Don't let me you, be the last to As men, Rich, a lot of times we're the last to know that the relationship's over. Meanwhile, your, your ex-wife, your girlfriend, they knew it was over months ago. You just weren't paying attention. You know, and you bring up David Letterman and how he got out of it gracefully. You know where I get that same vibe right now? Saturday Night Live. I, I feel like they're... They're not admitting that the writing's on the wall where the culture's changed and there's they either have to make an adjustment or it's it's done. Like have you have you heard anyone talk about that show in a I, long time? You know, I when you know when? When Chappelle hosts or 
Let's or when say, uh, uh, Nate Bargatze was on recently. Yeah, Nate Bargatze. They still have good bits, but the thing is. But, dude, it doesn't work when, that way. No one's watching on a Saturday dude, night. When, dude, when our parents were younger, I'm picturing my dad in the 70s. Yeah, they were watching Solid Gold and, yeah. and uh, Dance Fever and, and SNL. They were uh, home yeah. chilling it, on the yeah. weekend. If, you're, if, you're, if my dad wasn't at uh, Studio 54, I picture my dad smoking a joint and having a drink and watching, watching Saturday Night Live in the 70s. It, same. You know, and that's not the and lifestyle we live because no. we know that we're going to see those clips the next day anyway. If something's funny on Saturday Night Live, you know damn well that, oh, someone will just DM you the clip like, yo, did you see the funny clip of uh, Chappelle? On? Yeah. So I think they're fighting or they're in denial of what David Letterman just said. Yeah, you know, the game's changing. I'm out. I think they need to figure that out, too. And there's a lot of athletes. There's a lot of sports examples that we could get to. Uh, Danny G and I, off the air, we're laughing about, you know who really needs to call it quits? LeBron's hairline. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> so, it, there why was are you trying clip. so hard, yeah. though? I, I know, but it's like he's the last to know, and everyone's like, yo, dude, it's over. You still got game. But your hairline, like Kobe let it go, right? Barkley let it go. Jordan let it go. Everybody let it go. This guy, Ray Allen, let it go. LeBron refuses to let it go. Yo, I want to call I, it quits. I want LeBron to know in case, you know, See, he tweets at shows on this network. I, <laughs> I, I just want LeBron to know that it's Steve Cavino that's making fun of your hairline. Hey, Rich that's Davis, fine. that's no, no, me. No, no, no. Yo, LeBron, I admire the efforts. <laughs> I think he'd look great. No, dude, it's like you're hanging on for what? I know. Right? Why is Nick Saban hanging on? I think he's done. Why is Bill Belichick hanging on? I think he's done. There's nothing more to prove. Yo, LeBron had a good run. Let it go. And I don't mean his career. He's still got game. It's a good question. People... And situations where either let it go or make a you, pivot, man. You, you you either need to pivot or realize yeah. it's time to move on. And I think there's such a skill. You, you said it best, Kavino, that Thanks. there's a well, – you said it best when you said I'm the uh, best, <laughs> best decision you ever made was to co-host with me. But yeah. you also said that it's a skill in itself to know when to walk away from your skill. It really is, man. I, I marvel at, like, like I said, my, a barber, uh, a doctor, an artist that – like Bob Ross – he just he just decided right then there that last little branch. How many times? When, how many times were you just, watching? How many times are you watching Bob Ross and you're like, that's a beautiful painting? You're like, he's gonna keep going? Oh my god, he put snow on the trees. No, but dude, how many times? Wait, like, there's oh, a he, shadow from the moon. Holy! No, you're like, oh, he's he's gonna ruin it. No, oh, he's gonna. Oh, he just he just made it better. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna. Oh, he made it better. But then he knows right on that last little branch of the happy tree. He's like, now I'm done. It's like really you you and I you and I have asked artists and uh, not to name drop but I mean we I, I feel like I've talked about this with John Mayer or you like I think for some reason we asked Johnny Resnick of the Goo Goo Dolls random people like how do you know when a song is done and do you regret any lyrics like you ask a hip hop artist too like you know what would you change a lyric every musician I think Bono regrets that lyric in that Christmas song oh. Heal the World or uh, how's it go what's the name of it uh. Do they know it's Christmas? Do they yeah, know tonight, it's Christmas? Uh, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. Tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. What he's saying is, thank God. Tonight, I want you to be thankful that you're not hungry and uh, and, and poor in Africa. Africa like the kids you're singing about. He regret, yeah. He said he regrets that lyric <laughs> to this day. Probably regrets that one, I would nah. say. Nah. But uh, your thoughts, and we'll take your feedback again, 877-99 on Fox. Just a thought, because I saw Nick Saban's speculation that Alabama is just not going to be the same when other colleges are going to create a parity in the league through the playoff, the NIL, 
transfer portal. It's a different college football game. And you see what Bill Belichick has done. Still highly respected, but, you know, if he could have a fresh start with a team that has built-in talent already, might be a better chance than trying to totally rebuild New England. When you've done so much already there, what more could he have done? It's, you know, it's time. Let's uh, let's give some props to people that knew how to get out just in time, and let's speculate on some other people that didn't. You know, like Rich said, David Letterman is a great example in just regular career and entertainment. And in sports, we've seen some people bow out gracefully. So let's chop it up, like we said. You know, um, people, sometimes when people leave a little early, you think it's early, but then looking back, you're like, you know what? You don't want people to leave early a la Barry Sanders, where it's way too early. But like John Stewart did the Daily Show for a long time. He does another show now on what, HBO? That's great. But like, he, he was like, you know what? I'm done doing the. I don't want to do the Daily Show anymore. And at first, you're like, well, he, he could do this for a long time. He, I think he, he'd get out at just the right time. Let's go to Troy in South Dakota. Troy, you're on with Kavino and Rich. Just talking about coaching, players. Like, when is the right time to walk away? And it's a skill, right, to, to sort of know when the right time is. Love the show, guys. Thanks, Thanks man. What's up? What up? Uh, I got to say, although he didn't win a championship, but I think he did it at the right time, my man Patrick Willis. Yeah. He could have kept playing. I agree. I'm a, I'm a Patrick Willis fan myself, and I was like, ooh. Yeah, a lot of those Niners left a little early, but hey, you know what? Was it injury-related? With I know he had come back from an injury. You know, well, looking back, I'm, I feel we'll like... We'll have to look that yeah, up. Yeah, look but, that up. But I do remember Niner fans being really disappointed about that because it seemed like he had a lot left in the tank. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm just thinking of all different... Yeah, I got two examples. What you got? Um, well, like I said, the fight game is always a great indicator, right? Because the game tells you, and that's not how you want to go out. You you want to go out on your own terms, like we said, but the game usually tells you when you're done. I feel like legends, like Mike Tyson stuck around too long. You know, it took away from his greatness at the end because he lost that fight. He didn't have that fight in him anymore. What did he say? He goes, I don't have the fight in guts. He didn't have the fighting guts anymore. Like, But there's always a pivot as well. Like I said, it doesn't mean you're necessarily done forever. Maybe you just figure something else out. Manny Pacquiao, there's rumors that Manny Pacquiao and Mayweather are fighting again. Hmm. But guess what, Rich? I don't know if it's, it's probably not going to be a real sanctioned fight. So it really doesn't matter or take away from their legacy. I guess so. You know, it's just a fun sort of spectacle. There's rumors there. But you could say that Mayweather was a guy that that stepped out with his legacy intact and his marbles intact and just in time, but he's still doing it in the exhibition style. And as far as life is concerned, we're talking about the skill that's involved in knowing when to call it quits or step away or knowing when you're done. Rich, I feel for as many great attributes as you have – and you have a lot of them, you could see a dude in the hallway and chew their ear off until they literally have to run away from you because you don't know when to end the conversation. I don't know when to end it. However, on the the show, Danny goes, how do you know when to end the segment? I said, I get bored very easily, so if I start getting bored myself, I know it's time to move on. Like right about now. Sounds good. It's not not exactly how I worded it either. I said, Rich, when I'm telling you in your ear, okay, we got to go, got to break, sponsor, got to go, how do you know when to keep going and when to stop at that moment. Yeah, I don't even know. That's a good question. Uh, you know, I'll give you one more, and then we could kick it to Dan by for an update and take a few more phone calls just to say what's up to people. I was uh, 
I was texting with one of my Met buddies earlier, and he's like, what do you think? Should the Mets or maybe, what do you think, the Yanks? Is someone going to try to sign Joey Votto for one year? And there's a part of me that's like, dude, what a life and a legacy. One team, Cincinnati, funny dude. Everyone loves Joey Votto. If he plays one year for another team, is that not knowing when to walk away? Or are we telling some guy to walk away when he still has juice? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's their own legacy at that point. Yeah. I get it. You know, I do. I see, I see both sides. But, yeah, I'd say he had a, a fun and and stellar career in Cincinnati. Leave well enough alone. And I got one last question since La Reina's with us today. Oh, by the way, Patrick Willis, by the way, had a toe injury that he yeah. could have recovered from, but he decided to just say, okay. you know what, I'm, you know, I'm good. That's what I thought. La Reina, when should a guy stop with his antics with women? You know, like maybe if the guy tries a little more, a little harder, she will give in eventually and go out on that date. Um. Okay, I really, I really hate this because I feel like guys really can't take a hint. Like, you can tell if a girl is into you, okay? And if she's not, she's not responding. She's not reading your messages in a timely manner because she doesn't care. Everyone has their phone within arm, arm's length. So, so if yeah. someone takes days or doesn't get back mm-hmm. to you, listen, anytime I've ever been excited about a woman in my life, I will get back to her within a second. Like, yeah. think of how excited you are when you actually- Yeah, but Rich, hold on, Rich, but you've never won a woman over where it seemed hopeless in the beginning? Yeah, but it was always she. But she always gave that flirty, like I don't know. I was just I gonna say, know. Rich, she yeah. had a little bit of communication with you. Yeah, if, if the yeah. if the girl was, she was like, yeah, but I'm out of a relationship. I don't know. Like she she was still like playfully no. Lorraine is yeah, saying, if dude, a girl's Rich, like no, may, ignoring may, you, maybe just one more eggplant emoji. You stop just it. One, maybe just one more. <laughs> oh, just man. one more. It's gonna work just, this time. Yeah, just <laughs> maybe one more emoji or something. Uh, little little heart or something. And it's it, embarrassing. We've seen girls post screenshots where yeah. the guy. Will just constantly say, "Danny, I can open my phone right now." Yeah, hello, are you there? Like, Lorena probably has a thread of a dude where it's like twenty texts in a row, and he doesn't realize, "Oh, there's none the other way." I don't even want to tell you. I met this random man when I was picking up a medication at Walmart like five years ago. He's still in my inbox asking to go to dinner every time I come to town. You know why, Lorena? He's ah. thinking that one, maybe just one more meme that made you laugh or smile. One more meme could win you over. You know, That's but, what it is. Yeah, I guess you got to know trying, when to say. Stop trying, guys. Yeah. Stop trying. You look All pathetic. Right. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes, and me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's really good? Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. 
they play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. Traveling to see your favorite team this winter? You have to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college sports just like us. Each graduate hotel is a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, mascots, you name it. Why would we stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south and all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate's locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. That's code CRSHOW at any Graduate Hotel, any location, up to 30% off. So go book your stay now at graduatehotels.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. In the NFC, this is the this is the thing that's tough for me, and I'm gonna do it. I want my 49ers to lose. Wow. Because it doesn't matter. As much as I would love to say 13 and 4, you you, you of course you want your team to have the best record and you want that. You know, it's like a bragging right as a fan, right? But if the 49ers lose to the Rams, and by the way, the Rams are resting everyone, so I don't know if that'll happen. I thought the Rams might. I mean, everyone. It seems like they're resting their so entire So Matthew team. Stafford, Cooper Cup, their running back, uh, Aaron Donald, like everyone's out. But if the Rams beat the Niners, the Packers win the game they need to win to be in, right? They need to beat the Bears at Lambeau. And, and see, the NFC is easy. And if the Dallas Cowboys win, and the Dallas Cowboys are playing the Washington Commanders, and you would assume Dallas wins. So the, the the rub there is that you need the 49ers to lose at home. And I want that to happen just for the betterment of the wild card weekend. That would leave you with, listen to these three great matchups if that happens. So if the Rams beat the Niners, Packers get it done and win at home at Lambeau, and the Cowboys beat the lowly Commanders, you're looking at a great football game as far as two teams with great legacy. Jordan Love and the Packers head to Jerry's world and they play the Cowboys. It would be side note, Rich. Yeah. I mean, he's put the numbers up, but has the narrative changed on him or what, man? I mean, 
right? You Doesn't know how seem like like that all of a sudden it's like Green Bay knows how to groom quarterbacks. Yeah, he's Jordan, the star of the future. He's the guy. His stats are comparable to Aaron Rodgers. I think if you if you if you did a a little breakdown of every talk show from the herd to Dan Patrick to Stephen A to every, every network, I bet you the narrative on Jordan Love may have changed more than any other player. Yeah, it's it's been amazing to see how it's like, wait, we're talking about the same Jordan Love? And obviously he's earned that, but it's just wild to see how Dude, fast that changed. With uh, popping the uh, non-alcoholic champagne with his New Year's Eve hat on the other day, he seemed very likable too. Like everything about Jordan oh, yeah. Love was like, oh, this kid's a good kid. So, But he went from like eh, questionable to – He's the franchise. Yeah, it's a, it, it went from he's not the guy to, yeah. oh, the Packers have their guy very quickly. Guy. Very quickly. So congrats to him on that. Right. Sorry to interrupt. I just no, no. want to make that point. So uh, let me make it clear. I'll just be real quick. Rams beat the Niners. Packers take care of business at home against the Bears. And the Cowboys beat the Commanders. Three things that could very well happen. The Niners okay. losing is the rub here, Danny G, because – if the Rams were at full capacity, the Niners might rest and just lose, but it seems like the Rams are doing the same thing. Yeah, your Niners really could shake everything up. The Niners Screw your Niners. The Niners may they need blow to lose. This. The Niners may blow this. I guess you know Sam Darnold's going to want to play good to show what he's got, so they may blow. That might be the, the rub. But I'm rooting against my team this weekend because it's meaningless because that results in the Packers, Jordan Love going to Jerry's World playing against the Cowboys. So it would be Packers at Cowboys Dak against Jordan Love, two great legacy NFL teams, Packers, Cowboys, goes back to Lombardi, Landry. Like that, That's a great NFL matchup, Packers at Cowboys. Then you would get Matthew Stafford and the Rams going to his old stomping grounds of Detroit Hell against yeah. Jared Goff, who that's they got rid of. So yeah. you got Rams at Detroit, which would be Freaking awesome. That's a nice match. And then the the dud of it is still a good game, though, because it's the struggling Eagles going to Tampa. And could could Baker Mayfield put a nail on the disappointing end of the season for the Eagles? So if those three things happen, Niners lose to the Rams, Packers take care of business, and Cowboys beat a team they should beat in the Commanders, you're looking at Packers, Cowboys, Rams, Detroit, and Eagles, Tampa. That would be the best wild card weekend I could think of in recent history. Yeah, that's wow. Those are three good ones. Wow. Right? Yeah. Wow. Three great ones. That that Lions game, that Chargers, Dude, I mean, how, that Rams Lions game I mean, is really dope. I mean, it, it, sounds, it may, might not be the right word, but how sexy is that game when you that's think a about sexy two one, quarterbacks yeah. that got traded for each other, both probably have a little chip on their shoulder based on the other team? Rams Detroit needs to happen and again just for the legacy of Packers Cowboys now if the 49ers blow this Cavino want me to just give you the flip of what happens and you just see how it becomes yeah, a little less sure. like a little lamer yeah still good games but Rams at Cowboys that happened a few weeks ago we've already seen that game not a sexy already seen we've, we've seen it right yeah Green Bay at the Lions. They played twice already this year. Division rivals, they split 1-1. Yeah, I've seen it already. Boring. And, and that Eagles, the Eagles-Tampa game is locked in, it seems, regardless. Hold on. Let, let me fill in the blanks here. This all depends on your 49ers losing? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm so rooting for your 49ers to lose now. Me too. I think, I think As my, a Niners fan, they're locked in. I don't, I don't care. The biggest takeaway, root against yes, the 49ers. Root against the 49ers because we reap all the viewing benefits later on. Dude, that's a great a great sort of reason to root against your team. I love it. If I the Niners that. lose, you got 
marquee matchups. If the Niners yeah. win, you have games we've seen three times this year. Oh, man. Yeah, that's huge. I think this is really unselfish of you, and I love that. Yeah, it's great. Like, you're this taking is... one for the team, literally. Lorena, I've been told many a times I'm very unselfish. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so, I'm telling you, Niners, just, you know, sit this one out. Rams win, and you got the the Goff-Stafford Bowl, and you got, again, Dallas-Green Bay. The one game that seems like is inevitable is Eagles-Tampa, which, again, is, I think, the weakest of the three NFC games. Now, if we want to move our attention over to the AFC... So, Camino, I love what you said. The biggest takeaway is forget everything else Rich said. Just root against the Niners this weekend. It gives you, like, major reason to care, for sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. You're talking about, so, root against the Niners. Now to the AFC. Let me get my notes out. I'm so prepared. All right. So, you need a little more to happen, but not crazy things. The Ravens, the Ravens game is a little irrelevant because Pittsburgh only makes it if... Other teams lose and everything. So I'm going to cross this game off. So what we need is we want Houston to beat Indianapolis. Unless, of course, you love Gardner Minshew, but don't you feel like C.J. Stroud is someone you want in the playoffs? That's what the world wants, C.J. Stroud. Like, uh, I feel like Minshew's confidence may be a little rattled. Well, I'll explain in a, in a few minutes. Yeah, thanks to one Max Crosby. If you <laughs> yeah. don't know what we're talking about, we'll play the clip in a little bit. But can we all agree that we'd like to see C.J. Stroud in the postseason? He's earned it. Great yes, young sir. player. Like, yeah. I mean, that's the exciting young dude that you want in – that's a young star that you want to see in the postseason. And- Stars – Hey, we, we would have wanted to see Indy with Richardson had he not been hurt earlier Precisely. this year. Precisely. Yeah. Richardson, oh, yeah. it was so exciting, but that story's over till next year. So, I, who do you want to see in the postseason? Gardner Minshew or C.J. Stroud? I vote Stroud. So, if Houston beats Indy, if Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence deliver and say, hey, we're going to win this division, we're going to beat Tennessee, Jacksonville, and then let's say Buffalo. Here's the key, Kavino. We need, as much as we have friends that are Dolphins fans, we need Buffalo to beat Miami. If Buffalo beats Miami, Jacksonville wins the division, and Houston and C.J. Stroud beat the Colts, then here's your wild card weekend in the AFC, and it's awesome. Are you ready? C.J. Stroud and all that young excitement – goes up to Buffalo to play Josh Allen. (laughs) How good is that game? (laughs) Right? Houston at Buffalo. And then you got a a very, in my opinion, like an exciting offensive speed type of matchup because you got Miami going to Kansas City at Arrowhead. So Tua, Tyreek, and that crew goes goes to Kansas City. And you got Cleveland, Joe Flacco, taking it down south to Jacksonville to play the Jags, which is probably the snoozer in the AFC. But everyone would be rooting probably for Flacco, right? Now, that all changes if Miami wins. If Miami beats Buffalo, Cavino, <laughs> sorry, I'm bored by this even looking at it. <laughs> Let's see. If Miami wins, okay. If Miami Miami so beats, we're re- we're rooting for the Dolphins to lose. So so the takeaway yeah. should the, the, but you got to root for Buffalo. So far, we got to root for the 49ers and Buffalo. No, you got to root for the 49ers to lose, right? And the, to lose and the Dolphins yeah. to lose. I mean, the, all right, there so you, go. you need you want the Rams to win and you want Buffalo to win because if the Dolphins win, then you have then you have Jacksonville. At Miami, ah. Buffalo at Kansas City, which happened a couple weeks ago, ah. and Cleveland at Houston. Hmm. Mm. 
I don't know. I just I they, there's two games that I think totally make the playoffs awesome or meh. Meh. I'm with you, Rich. Uh you know what? Great, great reasons to watch so, games that aren't even putting their big stars out this weekend. And Rich, very, I, I, very nice breakdown there. Yeah. Root against the Niners and the Dolphins. That's really the takeaway, Danny. That's the yeah, takeaway. I could have just said that, but the explanation was needed, right? The explanation was great because I'm, I'm actually fired up about it but, now. And, because you, you want- know what my plan was? My plan was, Spot said there's like an unwritten rule that you have to have your Christmas decorations down by the 6th. I think that is, yeah, I've heard that. So I was like, you know what? Perfect. I don't have to worry about football, really. I'll just take down all the decorations and clean up because there's a lot of boxes. Everybody's uh, house is a mess right about now. And you can casually have the games on and not pay much attention, but... Can I I make it even more boring? I'm sorry. to. I don't want to insult our friends in Indianapolis, but if C.J. Stroud loses to the Colts, then you're looking at Jacksonville, Miami... Cleveland Indy, like I, I'm. There's a few games that really would make the playoffs quote sexier than other matchups. Yeah, wow. Man. So huge difference, though. Huge difference. So again, the Kavino Rich takeaway here is root for the Rams to beat the Niners, and root for you're, you're complicating it. Danny G said yeah. it perfectly. Yeah. Wait, he added the Colts though. So root against the Niners, Dolphins, and Colts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you it. go. Yeah. That's so, the name yeah. of this podcast so, hour. Yeah. Who you're rooting for is. The Rams, the Bills, and the Texans. Rams, Bills, and Texans win. The playoffs are sick. And take your decorations down this weekend yeah. and and get into the groove of 2024. Well, there you go, with man. That I'm said, fired up. I will, uh, I'll post those little details on our Instagram story, at Covino and Rich, of who we're going to root for. And I'll, I'll, I'll lay out some of the playoff implications. But Well, Rich, since we're rooting uh, against the Colts, I'm going to give the Fox Sports Radio Nation some great trash talk against Gardner Minshew, uh, courtesy of Max Crosby, and we'll talk about that next. Plus, we got midweek major. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. Traveling to see your favorite team this winter? You have to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college sports just like us. Each graduate hotel is a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, mascots, you name it. Why would we stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south and all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate's locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. That's code CRSHOW at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. So go book your stay now at graduatehotels.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If today's your birthday, you share it with Lloyd. Happy birthday, everybody. You know who else you share your birthday with today? Who else? Mel Gibson, 68. I love that clip of him at the gas station uh, <laughs> where the guy's like, are you Mel Gibson? And he's like, yeah. Mel Gibson. What if I rob you? Very funny clip. <laughs> um, Yo, it's also, you know whose birthday it is too, Danny? Eli Manning. Eli Manning turns yeah. 43 today. No, that's today. rich, Danny. I do not look like <laughs> Eli Manning. And uh, hey, if you were a kid of the 80s and 90s, Winnie Cooper, who might have been your childhood oh. crush, Danica McKellar turns 49 today. Feel oh, old yeah. yet? You were was, more of a Pfeiffer guy. I was more of a Topanga fan. Oh, I was, really? I was oh. more of a. Uh, you know who my crush was on Kelly. Charles in Charge, Nicole oh. Eggert. Oh. What about Kelly Kapowski? Yeah, what about that? Alyssa Milano, bro. <laughs> Samantha. 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 She was Samantha. Like way, way tomboyish. Yeah, but she was cute, dude. Yeah. You're more Come of a Jonathan on. guy. All right. Uh, <laughs> Stop it. Let's, uh, let's get into some midweek major, shall we? Let's go. Covino and Rich get you over the middle of the week with midweek major. major. Ooh, I love that. We throw sports and pop culture headlines and topics at the fellas, and it's like the kids say. That's so midweek. Definitely major. CNR scoring. Midweek major. Oh. I smell Christmas ham. Wow. (laughs) No, I dieted during Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah, had none of that. Boring. I I smell a vanilla latte from earlier. What's up, Danny? Watched everyone else here in that blue kitchen eat all the desserts. (laughs) That was me. All right. Before we hand things over to the number one and only host of this segment, we're going to flip a coin because Covino's not in the studio. So, Rich, you're at home here. You're going to call heads or tails as I flip... The Benny versus the Penny coin. All right, here we go. All right, this is Ben Maller's personal coin. Here we go. Call in the air. Heads. Tails. I said tails. Drum bet. I I said. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. Oh, man. Tails never fails, bro. Let's go. That means Covino gets home field advantage in this game. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the most famous person besides Judy Bloom from Scotch Plains, New Jersey, Spotty Boy. Hi, guys. Happy midweek. What's up, Spotty? How are you? Well, Kavina, this goes to you. Uh, I mean, you just mentioned it, so I'll I'll throw this one. Um, An update in the heated feud between Aaron Rodgers and Jimbo Kimball. As you know, Rodgers was on McAfee early this week. And the Epstein list came up, which has been in the news. Um, Rogers made a comment about Kimmel, worried about the list coming out, and then which caused Kimmel to respond to Rogers. So it it created a little fee going back and forth. Well, McAfee spoke out today. That's your update. Um, apologizing for his involvement in the feud, he says he doesn't feel Rogers meant anything by his comments, and that it was more of a joke considering all the flack that Kimmel has given him in the past. He hopes the pair will be able to settle it amicably without involving the courts. What do you think of this midweek or major? I don't like 
public apologies when they're unnecessary. McAfee is a, an all-out sort of guy. Why does he have to apologize on behalf of Aaron Rodgers? I'll tell you why when you're done. Well, I'd have to say this is a major story because Definitely major. I see this as a matter of who started it. You know, mess around and find out. And Jimmy Kimmel was always talking smack about Aaron Rodgers. And yeah, I listen, when you insinuate someone's on a list of possible like pedophiles, that's that's like that takes a joke of like, hey, your tinfoil hat. Jimmy I'm listen, and I'm not a huge Kimmel guy, but Kimmel's jokes. Jo- Kimmel's jokes, jokes, jokes. Yeah, but Kimmel's jokes are like, hey, Aaron Rodgers got a tinfoil hat. Aaron Rodgers, while I don't think he was serious, you start talking he about he joked about CTE, he joked about other things, but he was a constant punching bag for Aaron Rodgers, and that's low-hanging fruit because Aaron Rodgers Thinks a little different. I get that. I'm not defending either one of them. I think both of them are a little extreme on both sides. They're both annoying, to be honest. Um, but how does McAfee have to apologize? I get it. He's making a lot of money. He has to play it safe. But how's that his fault that Aaron Rodgers maybe misspoke or maybe pushed it a little too far? Hmm. I listen. I I, I think uh, hopefully two dudes like that could hug it out, bro, hug it out. But. I think there's, you know, like, you know what we always talk about? You can make fun of us, but if you start talking about someone's wife or kids, that's like a low blow. I think you could make fun of someone, oh, they're into conspiracies. Once you start saying anything to do with Epstein's list, that's that's tough. That's a little rough. I think it's major. All right. So you're saying, is that the new highest yeah, form of major. trash talk? Yeah, calling someone a pedophile? Yes, I think so, yeah. Jeez. I'm just saying, it yes. could be, it, first of all, that doesn't imply that they're automatic pedophiles. It, it just means that they're on a list, right? So, hold on, I'm not getting political It's not with you. a large jump, though. It's not a large jump either. But if you listen closely and you know the history of the story, you know that what Aaron Rodgers said, and he's not a dumb guy, he craftfully said what he said because it could be taken that, hey, I told you there was a list. Because Jimmy Kimmel was saying there was no list, and he was dumb for thinking there was. Okay. So it could be taken two ways. Listen, I, I mean, can't we all get along? Who knew, You know, I'll tell you this. It's a weird story, what, Rich. Aaron I, Rogers, I agree. Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Kimmel was not on my bingo card at first feud of 2024. Right. No, it wasn't. But, um, you know, McAfee apologizing now is the story. I, it's a major story for sure, Spot. All right, we can, maybe we'll dive into it a little bit more. On midweek major on tomorrow, mid-week, yeah. Uh, yeah or, Get a little um, more raw so I go. can tell Kavino how I really um, feel. Well, if you're uh, <laughs> on to the next story. If you're uh, chocked up like Rich, um, you may have seen the woman flash her chest during ESPN's live coverage of the Sugar Bowl broadcast um, on Monday. Yeah, didn't they call her old sugar? Yeah, forget it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and if you're chocked up like Rich, you probably paused and rewound it about 100 times. Stop well, it. anyway, the adult entertainment brand Cam Soda, Rich, you subscribe to that, right? Stop it. Um, has offered $100,000 to the still yet to be identified flasher to do a live one hour webcam show next week. The brand called her the real MVP of the game. Um, as you know, ESPN has issued an apology for the incident. So, I thought uh, she, was, uh, she had the MVBs. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, so it's this midweek or major. This is, um, this is mid. Okay. That's but $100,000 is major. I don't like the you could try to buy me sort of mentality. But if this woman was willing to expose herself on national television for the world to see, $100,000, dude, to do a stupid webcam show? How does a young woman turn that down? I'll do it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, listen, Bourbon Street, known for flashing. I I think that uh, 100 Gs, 
is pretty generous. Dan Byer wants to chime oh, in. Hey, DB. Yeah, I just want honor. everybody to know, DirecTV subscribers, 207 is no longer ESPN News. It's ESPN Nudes. So that's why that's why they did it. It's, that's major. Uh, yes, ESPN News is no longer. It's ESPN Definitely Nudes. Definitely major. Okay, <laughs> Thank you, Dan, for the update. Uh, all right. Uh, well, this is a good heartfelt story. It seems like uh, so long ago, but yesterday marked the one-year anniversary of DeMar Hamlin's uh, incident, his scare on the field. Um, and to celebrate his new lease on life, the Buffalo Bills safety marked the year with a tattoo on the back of his neck um, in the shape of his uh, signature heart hands with a little the EKG waves, little heart waves in between. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, to commemorate it. Uh, he had the tattoo done in Miami. The tattoo artist uh, posted a pic of him with Hamlin and as well as him get, getting the tattoo. Midweek or major? Um, it's, it's... You can be honest. Man... You can be honest. It's sort of a mid story. Okay. It was a major story when it happened. He got a tattoo. Whoopity doo! <laughs> well, I'm surprised Kavino didn't think Demar Hamlin's a clone, and it's not really him. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, listen, I think it's a great story. Listen, it's a happy. Very few stories have a happy ending, right? I mean, usually the news is all doom and gloom. That's as- true. I don't hate it. No, so I mean, listen, the guy survived one of the biggest scares in sports history, and one year later gets a tattoo to commemorate it. I got no issues with that. Not as nice as Zion's chest tattoo, though. What did he get? A pork chop on his chest? What did he get? Remember, crucifix. I sent you the oh, big giant big, crucifix with oh, yeah. either yeah. a lion with or a lion. gorilla. Yeah. Oh. I was yeah. going to bring that up last week, but. Big <laughs> online debate whether it's supposed to be a lion or a gorilla. Right, yeah. I think it's... Yeah, if you it, don't, it, but it's like a gorilla, right? It's like gorilla teeth. Yeah. If you don't know, then yeah. it's a bad tattoo. It's like it's like a Halloween costume. If you don't know what it is, it's not a good costume. Yeah, if you've ever watched Ink Masters, one of the things they judge on is you got to know what it is right when you look at the tattoo. Yeah. All right, what else you got, Spotty? All right, uh, Big Poppy, due to become a actual Poppy, new Poppy, uh, David Ortiz has a baby on the way, which led to a hilarious fail by the baseball superstar during his recent gender reveal which went viral he and his girlfriend of course had a baseball style gender reveal where his girlfriend Maria tossed him a ball that was going to explode into a puff of smoke you've seen these yeah right? of course well when the, his girlfriend tossed the ball he actually struck out he swung the swung, swung the bat and he missed his own gender reveal but I guess they thought he was going to hit it because all the confetti went off anyway revealing that was, that he was, that was the embarrassing part to me he was going to have a boy I saw the whole thing man yeah. <laughs> Uh, majorly pathetic. Okay. How could you be a Hall of Famer, Dominican superstar, Big Poppy, who's out there, you know, calling games nowadays? He can't hit a gender reveal? <laughs> That's embarrassing. Yeah. The only thing worse, Kavino, we mentioned it yesterday, was that do you see the gender reveal guy that he forgot where he was, I guess, in the moment, and he took the pitch, and the ball just fell on the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. That was even worse. I'm sorry, but did she throw it. the ball like Mariah Carey? Because if no, she sh- did, then uh, no way he could hit that. Honestly, you know, she threw him a little inside, so it jammed him up a little bit. But, but come I mean, on, come on. I mean, it's not, it wasn't Lorraine. It was not Fifty Cent or Baba Booey. It yeah. was. A, <laughs> it was pretty much towards him. He could yeah, have handled anywhere it. Anywhere near the plate, you have to make contact. Exactly. Of course. Uh, one more quickie spot. Uh, yeah, I can squeeze one in. Rich, you're gonna love this one because you're the cheesiest. Um, If you love college football, bowl games, and you're in the market for a new hot tub, you're in luck. The on-field hot tub from the New Year's Day 2024 Cheez-It Citrus Bowl is now available for bid up on eBay. Uh, The hot tub, which says feeling the cheesiest on the side, uh, currently has 16 bids at $1,100, Rich. You should really go in for this. Um, It is listed and used as is conditioned. The bidding ends on Monday, and the proceeds will benefit the Florida Citrus Sports Foundation, which helps at-risk youth in Central Florida midweek or major. 
this is the weakest. <laughs> but Weak. I still think because it's the weakest, that Rich has to get this because he's the he cheesiest guy I know. The cheesiest guy we know. And what does this say on the side? It says, feel. what is it? Uh, feeling the cheesiest. Yeah. It, it, Rich has to be in this I hot think, tub. What's our, our budget here? Can we like all chip in and get one? <laughs> I would love yeah. to chip in. Oh, let's use the, the uh, Taylor Swift jar to buy the hot tub. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, oh. I'm going to say it's awesome. Uh, and I'm going to bid on it right now. All right. Uh, thank you, Spotty. You're welcome. Midweek yeah. major. Thank you, Cavino. Rich, we've been promising this Max Crosby Minshew beef. Oh, yeah. And by the way, just just I, I want to make it clear with uh, no disrespect, no disrespect to the Seattle Seahawks because they're thinking, yo, Rich hasn't mentioned me once. Any Seahawks fans like, I hate Rich. If the Seahawks do win, the Seahawks have screwed themselves last week by losing as you know, to the Steelers. If the Seahawks win this weekend, and let's say Green Bay decides to uh, not step it up and the Bears beat them, because that's a division game and the Bears have been playing good at times. If that's the case, then Seattle goes to Dallas and the Rams would go to Detroit. So look at it that way. So Seattle's still very much in the mix. So I don't want to discount the Seattle Seahawks fans. All right. So there was a story that I saw of Max Crosby, it was it was really cool because you hear the players mic'd up, which is what I was hoping happened with the Lions this past weekend. I was like, was there no boom mic that picked anything up? Nobody was mic'd up where they could have heard Decker say that he was eligible. Anyway. I, I do wonder if there is, like, is every game mic'd up, you think, Danny, in some capacity, or you think it really – I don't think it is because some of the guys will say when they're mic'd up, they'll tell their team, like, yo, by the way, I got you – know, Yeah, but no I, overhead mic. Yeah, no. I was going to say it seems like with all the technology out there on the field, something is being picked up in every single game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's atmosphere. Dude, I don't even know what they're called, but like atmosphere microphone. There's microphones everywhere. Yeah, I mean, there's cameras and mics everywhere to the point where, like, you could see uh, if someone's got an ingrown hair on their neck. You could see if someone – you know, like, you could see uh, – you could see every little, as I said yesterday, pebble, pellet of, oh, of pebble. turf, of uh, rubber. <laughs> and, you know, you would assume, you're right, Kavino, you're right, ambiance mics, everything. Ambiance mic, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Wasn't able to pick that up. Well, either way, Max Crosby and Gardner Minshew, I guess, were both mic'd up. And I guess you got to factor that into the audio. Like, they knew what was going on. Yeah, but still, but- we, saw, we saw during Hard Knocks. Not hard knocks. I'm sorry. My apologies. Uh, quarterbacks. We saw during quarterback on Netflix, Mahomes had his little run-ins with Crosby. Remember, he's like, hey, yeah. man, you don't have to push me. You know, he was all mad. and yeah. Pushed he, me five minutes after the play was over. Yeah, he was getting – Mahomes got all mad at Crosby's hard play. And Gardner Minshew, uh, this is what happened to him. Little last point. Dude, Max Crosby is so damn angry. He just calls, he keeps calling everybody little ass boy. Hey, little ass boy. I'm like, I'm little out here, but not always, you know? Yeah, so he keeps, I mean, he's playing rough and he's knocking Minshew on his ass. And every time he does, little ass boy, little ass boy, he's got to be careful with that one. But I'm telling you, it's kind of funny to see Minshew's reaction to that because he's like bewildered by it. He's telling his team, like, what's going on with this guy? You know, and it's sort of a, a a fun little diss. And his teammates are like, nah, he's actually not that mad. He's like, yeah, but he keeps calling me little ass boy. <laughs> little ass boy. Little ass boy. They do call him Mad Max. And yeah. as, as I said, in quarterback, you saw Crosby going after Mahomes. You know, my wife and her friend were asking me this question, and I was like, you know what? I don't know the answer. I guess as a strategy, you've heard 
Mahomes do this and other people? Wasn't it was it Andrew Luck back in the day? What quarterback was known for complimenting defenders on good hits? Sounds like something Luck would do. Um, was it Luck or was I it? I remember that. Well, though, it wasn't Rich, Breeze. Yeah. Uh, there was, but my wife's like, do you think if the quarterbacks are just cooler dudes to the defenders, they subconsciously hit them less? And I'm like, you know what? That's what they're trying to do, I'm sure, right? If you're trying to... Be all packed. I mean, sometimes Mahomes does you just it too. Mahomes give will... props, though. You saw, like, Luca hit a shot over Harden, I believe, this weekend, and it was so undi- undeniably awesome. Like, Harden had to slap his ass just because it was mm-hmm. such a nice shot. You're right, Rich. It is Andrew Luck. Yeah, it was, it was like, yeah. 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 Now, I guess I remember, it, like, it, people would pound him to the ground and be like, yo, good hit, brother. Good hit, my man. Good hit, bud. Yeah, yeah he's been called the most polite athlete who ever played. Yeah, so yeah, I wonder, is there. got to tip your hat. No, but is there something subconscious, Kavino? Like, dude, if, if you're telling the guy, Who's off? Who, you know, if you're telling an edge rusher, like, "Yo, good hit, man. I respect you." If you're being all nice, do you think he? Do you think he leaves? You know, maybe lays off a little bit instead of pounding you into the ground or what? I guess it can't. Yeah, it can't hurt. I don't know. I, don't know, I think again, some guys football. it might backfire, Covino. Yeah, because yeah, there's, there's certain dudes where they'll look at that and think it's soft and it's go soft. even harder. Yeah, yeah. When I said it, I realized that it did sound soft. Like, yeah. No, it's football, man. I agree with Danny G, actually. So, can, can you play it one more time, Lorena? I get a kick out of it. Little last point. Dude, Max Crosby is so damn angry. He just calls, he keeps calling everybody little ass boy. Hey, little ass boy. I'm like, I'm little out here, but not always, you know. And it was so a bit little. of a montage. A bit of a montage, too, of him just calling him little ass boy every time he knocked him down. Isn't there something funny, though, where like a guy like Minshew is like, is this an act? What's going on? Why does he kill call? Like, he's confused as to, like, what the hell's going on here? Little ass boy. And uh, unfortunately, Danny, the Colts got the last laugh in that game. Yeah, the referees did. I know. Yeah. All right, well, listen, we'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> right. Anything you miss, always available on the podcast, and we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, until then, arrivederci, baby. We will see you in the promised land. Right. Goodbye. Have a good one. Goodbye, guys. Bye. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, do yourself a favor and stay at Graduate Hotels. The Bridgestone Arena, Target Center, their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool detail for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Plus, our listeners can get up to 30% off with promo code CRSHOW. That's code CRSHOW. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.